Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa, and with me today is... Steve. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ-likeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Today, yeah. we're talking about uh, those times that Jesus talked about faith and and uh, living a life for him and compared it to mustard seed and yeast, right? So mm-hmm. um, there's this idea here that like life, uh, a relationship with God, a relationship with Jesus and living out life in in that is a lot like a marathon in that um, it's long, right? Yeah. Um, and it's hard and it's difficult. This is why I don't run marathons or, or run at <laughs> the only all, <laughs> right? Yeah, there's multiple reasons, most of all because I don't like it. But um you know, if you're training for a marathon, I'm told that there's there's benchmarks of distances that are are like kind of once you get past that, you can you can go substantially farther. Um so for me it's like just the length of time to get out the door and to the road. Um that's the first huge benchmark. For other people, it's like when you get to um, the 10 mile or the 15 mile or the right. 20. Yeah, yeah. Those, those, those big barriers where you've got to actually get past them to be able to get into the next spot where you get a groove going. Or, yeah. Or there's I always people- kind of want because I'm a runner, but I've never run more than, t- yeah. I'm a very addictive, so I don't run more than 10K ever because then I have to keep it up. So I don't do the long runs. But yeah. I've always wondered... Yeah. What it feels like. And see, other people talk about it and say that it's time. Like, I need to run the first half hour, then I can, oh, then I get into okay. my groove and I can just run. Okay. And I'm like, no, that's no. not true. No. I think I, after a half an hour, you can just run forever, probably. Or die. Well. Like, you're or I mean, I think you have to it, eat right? along I the really way. I really don't, I don't, I'm not, <laughs> I probably need to be a runner because... Need to be? No. Yeah, because there's, there's lots you can of, do. Well, that whatever. Running. It might help your soccer. Uh that would be, that would be <laughs> yeah. So as a 50-year-old, I've decided that it was a smart thing to go play with 20-year-olds on a soccer team. And, uh, yeah, I can proudly say regularly that I am the best 50-year-old on the team. You are. You are. Am, or on the field, I am also the worst because I am the only 50-year-old. <laughs> um, but this idea, right, like as you work out your life and your faith with with God and with Jesus, it's like this long marathon and it's yeah. hard. It's you got to work at it. It's You're racing towards what God has created you to be and there's no promises that that journey, that process, that 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 race that we're in is going to be easy, but there is the promise of grace and mercy hmm. that we will need on the way. Um, So how the parable of the mustard seed and the yeast works together with this, we'll we'll see if this makes sense, but here we go. Mm -hmm. Can you read Matthew chapter 13, verse 31 and 32? He put another parable before them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it is grown, it is larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. Yeah, and then go to Luke 13, verses 18 and 19. He said, therefore, what is the kingdom of God like, and to what shall I compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed that a man... Oh, my pages are sticking together. 
that a man took and sowed in his garden, and it grew and became like a tree, and all the birds of the air made nests in its branches. Yeah. So, notoriously, mustard seeds are really small. Um, if you, if you, you know, some kinds yeah, of... Yeah, they're very small. Like, they're just little specks. Yeah. Like, pretty, like, you know... Pretty tiny. Pretty tiny. Yeah. Um, and when they grow, they turn into this kind of crazy, bushy, woody-type tree... Like, hmm. it's not like a... I don't think I've ever seen a mustard tree. Yeah. I've seen pictures of them. I haven't, don't realize... Like, if I've ever seen one, I haven't realized but that that's I'm looking what it is? at one. Hmm. Um, but apparently, like, it'll grow, and it can be up to 10 feet tall. Um, they get big and bushy. The 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 uh, stalks and stems and, and shafts and vines, like, all the pieces of it are woody and stiff enough that, like all the little garden birds yeah, yeah, can yeah. just flock into it. So hmm. like, uh, it's like that place, but like predators can't get in. Right. So it's like the safety mm, tree. Like gotcha. they rush into that and stay there. Mm-hmm. And so they all flock in. It's strong enough to hold tons of birds. Um, but the seed is super small. Mm-hmm. And, and when we see God's kingdom growing, it's the same way. It's this crazy overpowering and pushing out of the things in our lives that are not honoring God. Right. Um, and, and it gives us rest and protection as we as we live in that life of faith, as we run down that race, right, to keep that metaphor of the, of the mm-hmm. race going yep. on. When we struggle through, um, there's those benchmarks where it's hard and the tree grows and we get to a spot where we're able to um, be sustained, mm-hmm. right? And, and this growth comes from just that small, moment yeah where we get past ourselves and say mm-hmm. i need jesus yeah right and then all of a sudden this thing explodes in us and uh, called faith right and that helps us to grow in the way that we do if we go back to the luke 13 okay read the next two verses verses 20 and 21 and again he said to what shall i compare the kingdom of god it is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour until it was all leavened yeah so leaven is yeast right that's that's what we're using yeah. in our world today. Right. Nobody says, "Hey, put the leaven in the in the flour." No, uh, that's yeast strange. is also a small little thing. Yeah, very small. It's very small, yeah. but if you get that chemical reaction going on, it can yeah. it can cause a massive amount of dough to puff up, to be filled with air, to yeah, expand. Yeah, it doesn't take much. Right. Mm-mm. And and God's kingdom again is the same uh, expanding growing thing that gets into everything. Yeah. And to everyone. Every area. Once that once that chemical reaction is happening. And this is how Jesus is working through us and in us and around us yeah. at all times. So same going back to the to the running thing. You're giving your all, you're you're putting everything you've got into this race of faith with Jesus. And you've got these little decisions that we make all along the way where we honor and, and uh, bring glory to him with the way that we act or what we say or how we do things. Mm-hmm. And we're choosing to, you know, breathe life of faith into those mustard seeds, into those uh, little bits of leaven. And that causes this huge reaction, which we don't even realize is going to come. Right. We think it's a little choice that we're making, mm. and it turns into this massive effect out the other end, uh, where the tree grows big, and all of a sudden, there's it's all this big shelter, outcome that is, uh, or the the leaven goes into the to the to the flower, and now all of a sudden, it's it's 
like five, six, seven times huge, the size it was. Right. Yeah. And we realized this is what kingdom growth is. Yeah. When we come to uh, faith with an understanding that Jesus will take all of those little things and expand them in our lives, uh, we start to realize how he's at work. Uh, reaching people, changing people, and that's that Jesus working through us and in us and around us. Mm-hmm. He changes us from the inside so that uh, the people around us can see what's going on, and then through us, the Holy Spirit indwells us and in us, and the gospel work goes through us out into the community around us. Yeah. Um, let's look at Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 to 39. I can't find 37. Oh, there it is. And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. So this is the great and first commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, Hmm. all your soul, Soul. and all your mind. Everything. There's nothing left. No, Um, nothing. Sometimes you'll get strength thrown in there, right? All your heart, mind, soul, strength, might. Yeah. Um, it's just to show you that they're in the kingdom of God. There's no shortcuts. No. You don't get to hold back. It takes everything. It's everything. Yeah. And it only happens when God is at the highest priority in our lives, right? If we mm. don't actually hold Jesus in that supreme spot, he is our savior, our Lord, our king. If we don't put him there, then we've taken a shortcut. We've not right. done what that command is. We haven't put everything yeah. Into this. We're and, not sacrificing. And We're some not. of these things that we have to do, I've got a list of eight. It's, okay. It's like sh- shotgun fast. <laughs> so I hope you are good on your turn. Oh, I have pages. to like look them up? Well, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Sorry. Give me the heads up on this. <laughs> well, they're there. So just oh, so everybody knows, I photocopy my little notes with <laughs> okay. all of the Bible okay. passages on them. Just and they're give right away. there with one through eight circles. Okay, but I didn't read it. There. Yeah. That's I just, okay. I figured it's they were just the things that It's the things that we go through when okay. we're not taking shortcuts and we want to put God at the highest place. These are the things that our lives should be marked with. And so if we look at Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17, it says, Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. So here's this idea that we actually need to be together in this. Um, So iron sharpening iron, if you've ever actually taken the time to sharpen a knife or sharpen an axe or whatever. I have not. Oh, I have sharpened a knife. That's Yeah, you have sharpened a knife. Uh, Little bits of metal have to be removed so that it becomes sharper, right? Like you actually are scraping and rubbing and it's taking part away to make it more useful for you because it has to be sharp and it has to be strong. And that's what accountability together in faith is. We actually come along together and rub against each other, you know, proverbially, to make us sharper for the gospel, right? Yes. Like we actually wrestle into each other's All lives, sharp, pray for each rough other. Rough edges come off. All those rough edges mm-hmm. exactly come off and we become accountable to one another for God's glory. Okay, Luke chapter 5, verse 27 to 28. And after this, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, follow me. And leaving everything, he rose and followed him. So again, it's one of these things where when God t- says, do this, we actually should have a little bit of a re- response in us that is, I want to obey. And so... Here, Jesus says, get up and come with me. And Levi's like, okay, I'm done. I'm, yeah, I'm following you. And so we need to live with that kind of mentality that we are actually going to obey God. And we're going to do it probably fairly quickly. Like as soon as we know that we've understood clearly what God is calling us to do, we're on our way to do it. 
Yes. Sorry, I'm listening to you, but now I have all of these scripture verses to look up. I so know, but you're, and you're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. <laughs> Deuteronomy 23, verses 46 and 20, 47. 23? 30, uh, sorry, Deuteronomy 32. Oh, okay. 46 and 47. If you're listening, yes, I reverse my numbers regularly. And he said to them, take to heart all the words by which I am warning you today, that you may command them to your children, that they may be careful to do all the words of this law. For it is no empty word for you, but for your very life. And by this word, you shall live long in the land that you are going over to Jordan to possess. Mm -hmm. So the idea here is that we love his word. We have to trust in his word. That's why they were going in, because the word said that this is the promised land, and this is what they're going to do. We're going to love God's word. We're going to hold fast to it, and we're going to let his word lead us and guide us. Um, so we're going to come back to Luke chapter 5, but we're going to go to verse 16. But he would withdraw to desolate, desolate places and pray. So we're going to spend time with God. We're actually going to pray. We're going to take time to check out of the busyness of the world and actually spend time with him, learning to communicate effectively with God so that we can understand a, what his word says and how to obey, obey him, like we've already talked about. So it's that process of finding moments in our days where we can separate ourselves from the busyness of the world and think about and focus in on only God while we pray, while we read scripture, while we do all those different things so that we are uh, fixating our hearts and minds on him. Mm -hmm. uh, let's look at Hebrews yeah, chapter 12, I was verses 1 and 2. pretty sure that Hebrews just was no longer found in my Bible, but I did, <coughs> I did find it. Thankfully, it's still there. It is. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Again, we come back to that running metaphor and the idea that there is a race laid out before us and the best way to run the race well is to make sure that nothing is slowing us down. Mm -hmm. In the race of faith, the things that are slowing us down are those habitual sins and those things that catch us up that we sometimes forget that we need to deal with. Um, right. So yeah, if fair. we want to keep God in the supreme and highest mm -hmm. priority in our life, we need to live a life of repentance mm -hmm. because that's why Jesus went to the cross was so that we could have forgiveness of our sins. We could be reconciled, restored, and renewed so that we could be with God the Father. But that all comes in having a heart of repentance for those things that have tripped us up, the sin in our lives, the things that we've done wrong. Yeah. Let's look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 23 and 24. So if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Yeah, so we need to give forgiveness. Hmm. Extend That's forgiveness. That's so important, yes. Um, you'll notice that this wasn't being about get forgiveness. This <laughs> was about giving forgiveness. So... Uh, we don't hold grudges. We don't hold the, these anger uh, moments in our hearts against people because of what they've done. We have to work to that spot where we are able to forgive them. Now, part of that is we are able to repent of our shortcomings, so we are able to give uh, forgiveness to others for their shortcomings. It's part of that is because we've spending time with God. We're hearing his heart for people and we're getting his heart for people. We're reading his word. We're obeying him. We're being accountable. All of those things push down together to help us to live a life that is forgiving. Yeah. Um, we got two more. <sighs> Philippians chapter two, verses one 
through 7. It's longer. So I memorized this when I was in grade 12. Do you want me to take your Bible away? No, no, no. <laughs> so I memorized it in a different version that I'm reading it That's from. That's okay. You can still take your Bible away. <laughs> so if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind, do nothing from selfish ambition or or conceit, sorry, it's in vain conceit in the NIV, but in humility, consider others more significant than yourself. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interest of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, and who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God something to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Yeah. It's actually kind of hard to read a different version when you know you know one that's slightly <laughs> different. You want to like add, change yeah. words. Yeah. Anyways, sorry, go ahead. Yes. There you go. Um, here, you, here you have the, the call, just like we had last week as we looked at the, the Jesus predicting his death and, and living a life that is uh, for service of others, uh, serving others. Again, there's that call to serve. Christ came and served. We're called to serve. As we find out who he is and as we orientate our lives towards him and we do all these other things, we are accountable, we obey God, we love his word, we spend time with him, we repent of the things where we've done wrong and we extend forgiveness to those who have uh, wronged us, we serve. Yeah. We serve because Jesus first served us. And then the last one is Luke chapter 5, verse 27 through 29. Oh, I'm on the wrong page. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Yeah. So if you break those all down, what are we doing? It's sharing God's love yeah. through the gospel, right? Mm. We look to serve people so that we can share the gospel, so that we have the audience to be able to speak about the one who has caused us to live our lives differently. Mm. So my encouragement is you might need to back up the last few minutes that we just did. It was quick. Yeah. Uh, but to be thinking about those areas because there's eight areas that we just rolled out mm. that if we are working in those areas for the glory of God mm -hmm. and because of the, the faith that we have in Jesus Christ, uh, we are going to be working towards building his kingdom. We're going to be running an effective race of faith in life down that path, which is being accountable, obeying God, loving his word, spending time with God in prayer, repenting, forgiving, serving, and sharing the gospel. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us for our conversation today, guys. If you've enjoyed the podcast, podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day, and I hope you can join us next time. Until next time.